Anyways, listen, so our text for tonight comes from Luke chapter 19. If you've got a Bible, turn to Luke chapter 19. Luke's the third gospel in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark. Luke is where uh, you'll find it. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. The, the, the words will be on the screen behind me. Luke chapter 19, it's a familiar story for a lot of people if you've grown up around the church at all. It's the story of Jesus and this guy named Zacchaeus. Who was Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a... A wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he wanted to see. Right, so here we go, Luke chapter 19. Just so, you, just so you guys know, I think I preach my best after I drink a bang energy drink. So if you ever want some good, if you ever want some good preaching, just bring Jackson a bang, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll exposit the Word of God together in a, in a mighty way, right? Luke 19, 1 through 10 says this, beginning in verse 1. He entered Jericho, he being Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. He He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see Jesus. Is there anybody in the house tonight that's seeking Jesus, that's seeking to see Jesus? Okay. He was seeking to see Jesus, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, this is not part of my message tonight, but can I, maybe, maybe I'm just going to tell one person in here tonight, even if you don't know Jesus, Jesus knows you. Jesus knows, Jesus knows every, every tough situation you've ever been in. He knows every heartbreak you've ever walked through. He knows every breakup that you've been through that you thought was the end of the world. He knows every suicidal thought that you've had, every self-harm thought that you've ever had, every, every lonely feeling, every left out feeling, every am I, am I ever going to be good enough? Am, am I ever going to be loved? Is anybody ever going to see me and value me for, for, for just who I am? Jesus sees that. Jesus knows that. Jesus cares about you. Zacchaeus and Jesus had never had an encounter before this. And Jesus looked up in that dang tree and said, Zacchaeus. Back to the text. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. I must stay. Everybody say stay. 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 That's point number one for tonight. Um, as we're looking at Jesus in his life and how he was different and so how we're supposed to be different, we got to look at the verbs that appear in this passage. And one of them that stood out to me as I was praying and preparing for this message is that word stay. That word stay. The first point in tonight's message is the word stay. One of the things that made Jesus so different is that he stayed with different people. Different people. And when I say different people, I use the word not with the meaning of like a variety, right? I have a bunch of different shoes, right? You might have a bunch of different makeup palettes. You might play a bunch of different sports. You might, you might lift a bunch of different weights. You might do a bunch of different things, right? Meaning a variety. There's a broad spectrum of things that you, that you, um, that you do or you have or whatever the case may be. But, but when I say the word different, what I mean is like different in like the nice southern political diplomatic way that we approach people uh, w- when our hearts are postured in like rudeness and like, hmm, that's different. But like, like here's another saying that we have here in the south. We say, oh, bless her heart. And what we mean when we say, oh, bless her heart, is she could get mean girls run over by a bus. And I really wouldn't care all that much, right? Like, but bless her heart. 
bless her heart, or, or um, with all due respect, one of my favorite movies is Talladega Nights, and uh, Ricky Bobby just wins a, one, of the, one of the races there in, in, in one of the opening scenes, and his manager comes up, and he didn't really like his manager, and so he says, with all due respect, sir, and then just goes on to like totally belittle this guy, right? Like totally just make fun of him. Like when we say, but with all due respect, what we really mean is I don't actually respect you at all, and I'm going to say whatever I want to say anyways because I don't respect you. I think you're dirt actually, but... With all due respect, right? In this instance, when I say different, I mean like, like when, uh, when I said, Sarah, look at my shoes, babe. Look at how awesome these shoes are. And she said, oh, those are different. Those are different, meaning like I 100% hate them. Uh, and if you really wanted to know how I felt about them, it might make you cry, Jackson, and you're a grown man, okay? Not that men can't cry, okay? But, but, but if you really wanted to know my opinion about those shoes, you can ask her. She'll testify right now. Wave that hand back there wherever you are, Sarah. <laughs> she can testify. That was her testimony. She, she hated my shoes because she thought they were, those are different. Those are different. Jesus stayed with different people, though. Jesus stayed with different people. Jesus hung out with. He, he surrounded himself. He stayed with. He remained. He socialized with socially different people. And Zacchaeus was one of those different people. Let's keep reading, and we'll come back to this point. So he hurried, and he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Now, before we move on, we got to know who the they is and what they are grumbling about and why Zacchaeus uh, is such a sinner to them that they would call that out blatantly. So the they is the Jews. Everybody say the Jews. Yeah, the Jews. That's who they are. And they, the Jews, are mad because Jesus is hanging out with the tax collector. And tax collectors were one of those different kind of people in Jesus's day. But unlike today where we might try to be nice or we might try to sugarcoat it or we might try to be diplomatic or political about it like, 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 and not just totally insult them, the difference was in, 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 in Jesus's day, the Jews were, were outwardly, openly, belligerently, they just hated the tax collectors. They hated the tax collectors. Why? Because the tax collectors were Jews who had been employed by the Romans to take the Jews' money. Jews taking Jews' money. And the Romans oppressed and enslaved the Jews. The Romans were the enemy of all enemies who they believed God was going to send his deliverer, his Messiah, to come and just totally destroy, obliterate, annihilate, just wipe off the face of the earth. And so when a Jew went and worked, received payment for working for the enemy, that was like the ultimate betrayal. That was like when, when you go and date your best friend's ex. Everybody gasped. Wow. I did that one time. Yeah, I did it one time. Um, Sarah and I started liking each other, and then, um, and then she said, I think we should just hang out in group settings. Uh, and I took that as like, hey, I'm not really that into you. I think you're like cool and you got a lot of swag, but listen, I, I'm just, meh, not, not that into you. And I'm like, okay, fine, like whatever. I'm going to play the field. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, so, I, so I took an interest in her best friend. <laughs> that didn't go well. Uh, and uh, we talked for a little while, whatever, and then, and then uh, 
then Sarah came back into my life, and um, it was like that Adam and Eve, finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, the good Lord has brought to me something so, so good and beautiful, and I dropped Ashley like a bad habit and went back to Sarah, and all of Sarah's friends hated me, and I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> yeah, I was dumb. But, uh, but all of her friends hated me like the Jews hated the tax collectors because they were two-timing, backstabbing, like dating your best friend's ex. And Jesus was a Jew, that's the thing. So, so like the Jews saw Jesus as a Jew and thought like he was supposed to hate the tax collectors too, right? Like Jesus was, was, was not supposed to be eating or staying with or hanging out or going into the house of one of these social outcast weasel rats of, of the society of that day, these tax collectors. And, and this made Jesus different. And it made others upset. Can I tell you tonight that if you are really following Jesus, then people will be upset at you. The Bible says that when you're like real with your faith, when you take following Jesus very seriously, it's like, it's like heaping hot coals on the heads of those who are, are lost, who have not accepted Jesus as their Lord, because it convicts them at their core, because Jesus was different, because Jesus was different. So the question that you have to ask is, is that true for you? Like, like where do you stay in this sense? Are you surrounding yourself with, oh, they're a little different kinds of people who need to know the love of Jesus just as much as those who fit in or conform to the world do? If, like if you closed your eyes right now and I said, think of one of those, oh, they're a little different people in your school or somewhere else in your world, who would that be? And would you go to them? Would you sit with them? Would you stay with them? Would you share a meal with them the way that Jesus did for Zacchaeus, even though it made others grumble, even though it made others mad? Let's keep reading. Verse 8 says, And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I'll restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. Verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Everybody say, Seek. Everybody say, Save. save. No, but you got to say it like, Save. save. Yeah, amen. We got some preachers tonight. Points 2 and 3 come from... Verse 10, point number two is this, seek. Jesus sought differently. Jesus sought differently. Jesus went after those that no one else would go to. And this was and it still is countercultural to today's society. Like survival of the fittest tells us that if you want to make it, if you want to survive in middle school or high school, you need to be surrounding yourself with the alphas, with the top dogs, with the most popular, with the most liked, with the, those that fit in the most. Because if you don't have to worry about what other people are saying about you because you're protected by this, this group, then you're good to go. You don't have to worry about your, rep your reputation. But here's the thing, Jesus didn't care about his reputation. Jesus was more concerned with his relationship with the Father than his reputation in this world, and that's because that he knew that no reputation could save him or anyone else. Only a relationship with Jesus can do that. But we see and we hear about people doing crazy things just to fit into a friend group. What are you seeking? 
What are you chasing after? Zacchaeus, he was, he was chasing after. He was seeking to see Jesus because he knew there was something different about this Jesus guy. Is that what you're seeking or are you seeking a status? Are you seeking a reputation? Are you seeking popularity? Are you seeking approval from others? Are you seeking a placement in a friend group? What are you seeking? Hey, we're going to cookout right after this. Listen, to live different, you have to seek something different than the world prescribes. Point number three is this, save. Jesus saved differently. Last week, if you were here, you might remember that the people, the, 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 the Jews, the, the religious society of that day thought that the Messiah was going to come with some heavenly host of angel armies with weapons and chariots and horses, and they were going to take over the world. They were going to obliterate, annihilate the Roman people in a militant, military kind of style. That's how the Messiah was going to come. He was going to come, and he was going to have a worldly reign. He was going to reign over everybody in a military, king of kings kind of of way, but he didn't, did he? He came in humility, and he died a traitor's death on a cross. And through his death, redemption was made possible, and through his resurrection, the final victory is won. How many of you know that, that in, in most of the world today, Christianity is illegal? It is illegal to be a Christian, illegal to be a follower of Jesus. How many of you know that in most of the United States, Christians are viewed as hypocrites and bigots and small-minded and dumb and ignorant because of what we believe. And so I would suggest to you tonight that standing on a big box and screaming in a megaphone and telling people to repent of your sins, you filthy sinner, you're going to hell. Believe in God or you're going to hell. That's probably not the most effective way to communicate the love and the kindness and the tenderness and the gentleness of a good, good father who loved you so much that he died on your behalf. So just like Jesus, in humility, we have to go to those around us and share with them out of personal experience the goodness and love of Jesus. Jesus could have just yelled at Zacchaeus from that tree, right? He could have been passing by, seen Zacchaeus in the tree, just kept walking by like so many people do when we see lost and hurting people in the lunchroom and lost and hurting people in the hallways and lost and hurting people in our class. He could have just walked by and just yelled at him, Zacchaeus, you sinner, quit being a tax collector, you're going to go to hell. He could have said that, but he didn't. What did he do? He stayed with him. Jesus sought him out. Jesus shared a meal with him. He had a conversation with him. He, he took interest in Zacchaeus' life, even when it risked his entire reputation. Band, you guys can come on up. And similarly, you guys, you guys have to go to your teams, and you got to go to your schools, and you got to go to your clubs, and you got to go to all the different things that you're involved in. And you have to build relationships. You have to have real conversations as real people. You have, to, you have to tear back this facade that because you're a Christian, you have to have your nose up in the air and think that you're better than everybody else. You struggle too. And you can be real about that. And you have to invest, take interest in people's lives. And you got to show them a different kind of life. And when you do that, you'll have an opportunity to show them a different kind of Savior. You can tell them that 
friend, you don't have to turn to drugs. You don't have to go, you don't have to go to drink. You don't have to smoke. You don't have to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend to be loved or accepted or approved of or cared for. There's this guy named Jesus, and he loves you just as you are. And he wants you to have this awesome, awesome life where you feel loved every single day when you wake up. And you don't have to be anxious about anything. And you don't have to be depressed about anything. And you don't have to think about hurting yourself in order to feel just one little thing. Like, like Jesus cares about you and he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. You can tell them about that kind of Savior. So they stop seeking salvation from the world. If you want to be like Jesus, then like Jesus, you have to be different. You've got to go to people no one else will go to. You've got to seek out people that no one else will seek out. And you've got to show them a different way of living. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this day. Thank you for these students and these leaders. I just ask that as we sing this last song that you would do a work on our heart. You would convict us. You would show us the people that we need to go to so that like you, we can live different. In Jesus' name, as we all stand and come to the front, God's people said,